India is about to become the hub of Web 3.0, while Ukraine seizes a wallet of a Russian spy, and the anticipated Ethereum 2.0 is raising questions about pricing. I'm Corey, and welcome to the second episode of Happened in Crypto, a show dedicated to news and events that have been moving the needle of the fascinating world of cryptocurrencies. The podcast is produced by Probionics, an all-in-one ecosystem of crypto and fintech products that are building the bridge between traditional finance and the modern world of cryptocurrencies. As we mentioned in the previous episode, the largest network in the world, Ethereum, will undergo an unprecedented update that will change the entire blockchain from the ground up. Considered to be the event of the year, it's certainly not surprising it also draws a crowd of speculators. Ether has risen by 90% since June. Does the cryptocurrency still offer an opportunity? Or is the transition to the new consensus already completely priced in today's numbers? We'll see in the last sections of today's episode. But now, let's move back to Tornado Cash we spoke about last time. Johns Hopkins University teacher defies US government and releases code of sanctioned Tornado Cash app. Professor Matthew Green from a renowned university uploaded a code from Tornado Cash application, which was earlier sanctioned by the United States of America. He uploaded it to the GitHub repository. This code was previously on the platform, but Microsoft, owner of GitHub, deleted it after the new regulations took place. Now Tornado Cash is a blockchain application that was used by criminals to launder money. Its main purpose is to increase the anonymity of transactions. The US government banned the platform. And as we mentioned in a previous episode, the police in the Netherlands arrested its alleged author. Now Professor Green from John Hopkins University does not agree that authorities should have the power to make a piece of code unavailable and arrest contributors to open source solutions. In protest to regulation, the professor reshared the app and continues to use it as a part of his lectures on blockchain technology and its security. And speaking of the interference of government authorities into the world of cryptocurrencies, let's move to Ukraine. The country has reportedly blocked and seized cryptocurrency from a wallet that authorities say is involved in financing Russia's campaign. The agents from the Ukrainian counterintelligence SSU managed to seize the wallet of a Russian spy who posed as a volunteer fighting on the side of Ukraine. But in reality, he was collecting funds for arming the separatists using the help of social networks. The SSU announced that the incriminated soldiers' arrest took place thanks to the evidence gathered from blockchain and cryptocurrency service providers. The very fact that a company in possession of the personal data of cryptocurrency owners willingly cooperated with the secret service of Ukraine 
definitely raised a few eyebrows. But on the other hand, it showed us how important crypto is in every aspect of today's reality. Cryptocurrencies play a significant role in the war. Ukraine has reportedly raised over $54 million in cryptocurrencies to support its funding. And in the same way, Russia also uses blockchain, usually in an attempt to avoid sanctions. And now let's move to more positive use of crypto in terms of the government. And let's move to India that does not want to miss another train. As the country aspires to become the leader in Web 3.0 technology. It's no secret that India has long struggled with getting cryptocurrency regulation right. Despite many Indians being interested in crypto, the most populous country on the planet has failed to propel blockchain to prominence. But politicians from the state of Hyderabad are trying to change this. They've launched the Blockchain Forum program, the result of which is to be the industrial adoption of Web 3.0 technology. If they manage to succeed with this initiative, India could become the hub for the world of crypto. Now let's move to the final topic of today. Does Ethereum 2.0 provide an opportunity to speculate? Or is the transition to the new consensus already reflected in its price? Trading is undeniably an important part of the whole cryptocurrency community. In recent days, there has been a heated debate about whether Ether has the potential to rise in price after the September network update. The issue is so important that even Ethereum Foundation CEO Vitalik Buterin also joined this discussion. With the launch of Ethereum 2.0, all Ether mining is about to cease. It released 13,000 coins into circulation every day. Staking rewards will kick in instead. These amount to only 1,600 Ether per day. This fact is very difficult to value before its real effects are noticeable. We know from previous experience with the industry that a drastic reduction in the supply of cryptocurrency has a long-term positive impact on the price. Vitalik Buterin stated that a new update cannot be priced at today's Ether price. He points out that it depends primarily on how well the new blockchain will work and if Ethereum becomes the fastest growing network yet again. Well, needless to say, there's going to be some exciting development to come. Now, that's going to be all from today's episode. We hope we covered everything important that's been moving the needle of the fascinating world of crypto. If you have any comments and suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter with the handle at OneProBinex. And you can also join our Telegram channel or you can directly message us at podcast at probionics.com. Thank you very much for listening. I'm looking forward to talking to you in two weeks again.